0: and welcome to this week's episode from a Lancashire Lass with me Lucy Baxter. Today's guest is someone I very much look up to and I was really really excited to speak to. I hope you enjoy. man's voice and warm bubbly personality as he wakes us all up across the county every weekday I'm very very excited to say that I'm joined by Graham Liver who presents BBC Radio Lancashire weekdays from 6am on his breakfast show. Graham has been presenting the breakfast show for 11 years making him BBC Radio Lancashire's longest serving presenter. Hi Graham first of all thank you so much for coming on today how are you?
1: I'm all right. I'm fine. I'm good. It's a lovely day. Uh, It's cold. It's freezing. Uh, We're all locked down. But uh, no, I'm good. I'm good.
0: Good. Firstly, why don't you explain the journey you went on to become BBC Radio Lancashire's breakfast show presenter?
1: Right. Yeah. In the intro, there's the longest serving presenter. God, I am, which is weird. Uh, So I am... 45 now. I have to think about that, <laughs> and I have always been into radio. Always, always loved it, and always loved local radio. Really, and I got into local radio because I'm a big Blackburn Rovers fan. And when I was growing up, Rovers were this was before Jack Walker spent all the money and we won the uh, Premier League. Rovers were languishing in the old second division, and there wasn't much coverage of of. Uh, Local football, and the only place you could hear it was on Radio Lancashire. So my granddad used to listen, and my dad used to listen to Radio Lancashire, and and I just, for a youngster, I, I, you know, many people my age would probably listen to Radio One. I just got into local radio, and f- my dream was to commentate on local football. I always wanted to be the Blackburn Rovers reporter for Radio lancashire and i ended up doing that but what i did i when i was at school there was like school newspapers i got in, involved in and, and things like that and then a station called the bay mm-hmm. opened up in lancaster which uh, was really successful really successful local radio station uh, that's been taken over by global now and that's that's a heart and anyway, i was doing work experience there and then my A-levels, took my A-levels, and then I was going to go to Salford and do the course that I think that uh, you're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but in, I sent, a, I sent a, a cassette off, a demo cassette, to every single station in the north of England. And mostly I got letters of uh, rejection, but I got a really nice one from Radio Cumbria up in Carlisle the BBC station up there and they said come and have a chat to us and I went up there and they said what do you know about sport? I said well quite a bit. I was very lucky that they were looking to uh, beef up their sports coverage and I joined Radio Cumbria on initially a three-month contract but I was there for four years. Uh, Then Radio Lancashire the dream job came up to be the Blackburn Rovers commentator I applied for that and got that, I did that for two years. Then I did kind of general programs and stuff. I did like the afternoon show and lunchtime show and things like that. Then a job came up to do Radio Leeds mid-morning. Mm-hmm. So I went over to Leeds, went over to Yorkshire for four years, started doing mid-morning over there, did TV over there as well. And then I got called. call, uh, was it four years after that? And just said, listen, uh, Tony Libs, is leaving The Breakfast Show on Radio Lancashire. Uh, we would like to talk to you about it uh, and 11 years later I'm still doing it so yeah so yeah I've done The Breakfast Show for 11 years now.
0: That's amazing like that length of time does it still feel as exciting as new as the first time because I was reading the first time you were the presenter it was 2010 when there was all that bad snow and I remember yeah I went to high school in Blackburn and I remember the snow was atrocious so was it was it hard with all that playing in your first
1: week um I don't know it was weird because it was it was weird for me coming back I think for me to do the breakfast show on Radio Lancashire I probably had to go away and do something else and come back again because when I was at Radio Lancashire first time around when I finished doing the football reporting I was Presenting presenting the lunchtime show and then I did the afternoon show. I was still like one of their youngest presenters, and I was kind of seen as a bit of a like the uh, naughty boy of the radio station. Uh, still, I'm kind of, and I'm I'm obviously not that young now. But um, I don't know. It's, I've never been that nervous about being on air. Obviously, doing the doing the breakfast show. Uh, there's a lot more in it, and uh, it. it it, it's easy, it, it's actually easier. If there's bad weather, there's a lot going on. And obviously with local radio, what we do, it's all about getting the information out there. It's information, 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 school closures, buses not running. Uh, something that we're doing now with what we're all going through right now, it's all about information and trusted uh, uh, advice and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's when there's something big happening, it's probably easier. Uh, so, when I started to have that kind of buffer, to have that kind of, you know, uh, safety blanket of the bad weather, c- kind of helped me, really.
0: Yeah. And w- have you always been sort of confident? Like you mentioned, you don't get nervous when you're going on air. Have you always been sort of good at public speaking and presenting uh, in that way?
1: Uh, no, no. When I was at school, I had a bit of a, a stutter. Um uh, if, if I was asked to read out in class, uh, I would stutter. I remember when I was at primary school, I don't know if I do it now, when the uh, knit nurse comes around and, and it was at primary school and I had knits, mm-hmm. which I'm told is not a bad thing because they like clean hair. <laughs> and I remember, I remember, I can, t- I can remember where I was at Rylands County Primary School, Lancaster. And I remember where we were all queuing up to be looked at or whatever, and this lovely nurse said, "Listen, love, uh, what's your name? I just need—we need to send a letter home to your mum and stuff." And I couldn't tell him my name. I was kind of like, "It was—I was just, just really, really nervous." I, I suppose I was a bit kind of nervous, and and I suppose now I use that nervous energy to kind of power me through. I <laughs> suppose, and and I I, I I do get nervous when I'm on air. If you try and wing it. And at times you do wing it on air, you get away with it. But most nine out of 10 times you get found out. I only get nervous when I'm not properly prepared. I try always to be properly prepared for something. And I'm lucky that I've got a great production team on the show who make sure that I know what I'm talking about. And even if I, even if I might not know what the subject very well, I sound like I do,
0: yeah. which
1: obviously is the main thing.
0: And I guess sort of, you're not just on for the breakfast time. There'll be a lot of planning, yeah, and preparation that goes in. That I presume you'll do the day before, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I get in, my day starts. Uh, alarm gets off. Uh, gets me about half four. How are
0: you uh, at that time in the morning?
1: Is it? Do you find it? I'm, hard? I'm, I, actually, the longer I've been doing it, the better I am. But uh-huh. I, I. I was a bit of a nightmare first when i started doing the reflex show for kind of never sleeping in the mission to start of the show but it was i was always on the minutes always on the minutes but now i'm alright I, I, I can't sleep naturally now at the weekend I, i'll wake up about half 6 <laughs> now the the, the the alarm gets me about half 4 uh, i'm in work for about 10 past 5 uh and me and Leanne, Leanne, my uh, producer, who's a massive part of the show, She, uh, we have a little chat, so it was a, now it's a socially distant one, and uh, do the show, and then afterwards, we off air at 10, we have a meeting, a big Zoom meeting with everybody at half, at half past 10, uh, and we figure out what's going to be on the show the next day, and I might do uh, pre-records from home. I've got a little set-up here in the uh, back bedroom at home, I've done the show from here a couple of times during what we're going through uh, right now. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I may get a call later on that there's someone who can't come on the breakfast show on Monday, so I'll uh, pre-record them now. And I, I like to work on other, other uh, projects as well. I've just done a load of stuff for our 50th birthday, uh, put together this choir, and I got to, uh, a load of archive stuff for some uh, special programmes. So, yeah, so I'll, to some people... You know, working four hours a day, six to ten, I think God that's easy. And I say it's easy, but I don't let anyone tell you what what we do is hard work because you know, try working in a shop all day or you know doing a real kind of manual job, it 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 can be mentally taxing. But it's it's you know, it, it, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm doing something I love. Yeah, the hours can be a bit rubbish sometimes, but uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, very very lucky.
0: Yeah. And so what would you say is your style on air as a presenter? You were saying how you like to be prepared. I guess sort of natural is better than yeah. not natural.
1: Yeah, you've you, you got to be on radio. Because I've done a bit of telly for Northwest Tonight. I've uh, presented the main 6.30 a few times and read the late night news. The difference between telly and radio, particularly the type of radio that we do, a four-hour show, a lot of it is kind of like a stream of consciousness sometimes with me just talking and we get callers on and we don't know which way they're going to go. Television, there's nothing natural about telly, nothing natural at all. You're sat in a room with half an inch of makeup on and the lights are on you and it's it's all a trick. Whereas radio, if you try and be someone who you're not, particularly doing a four hour show like I do, you get found out. You really, really get found out. And, and the best kind of radio, what we do in the morning is make people feel part of a club, not a exclusive club, because we want people to tune in who've never listened before and think, oh, actually, yeah, uh, I quite like the sound of him or I like Leanne or I like the way they do this recallers or whatever and will think, yeah, I'm going to give it a go tomorrow, and it becomes part of their lives, so yeah, you've, you've got to be yourself, and you've got to share stuff that's going on in your life, and I probably share too much, <laughs> but you, you, you've, you've got to make the listener feel like you're one of them, and with local radio, because we live where our listeners live, and right now, everyone's got stuff on the plate whether they're worried about work whether they're worried about uh homeschooling you know whether they're worried about when they're going to get the vaccine that there's a lot going on at the moment so you've got to be by their side giving them trusted information sounding like one of them and also really important right now giving them something to laugh about yeah
0: and I guess sort of in lockdown the radio for people who've maybe been lonely or living on their own has really provided that source of community and just someone to hear and chat yeah. to, really and like your like you said part of part of their club and community
1: oh it's it's, it's been massive this the, the last 12 months they they've been the most important it's been the most important broadcasting i've ever done it's I, i've i've never we started off doing phone ins When we're in like first lockdown and people were really scared, I think people are scared now, but when people didn't really know what was going on, when everything was shut, when it it was full on lockdown and people were really scared because we'd never gone through anything like this before. And we had the director of of public health on and we had the uh, police on uh, talking about what you can and can't do, people wanting to know, well, when, when are they allowed out of the house? Can I see my grandchildren? Can I do this? Can I do that? And we had some really scared people on it. And for, for to be that trusted voice that they listen to every morning, uh, giving them trusted information, and that that's a big thing as well, because there's a lot of fake news about. So being that trusted voice, that bit of... Uh, <laughs> that little bit of their normal life in the morning in, in where everything isn't normal, where everything is, is up in the air to just be that bit of normality for them is really important. And to be part of, as you say, this big club, this this big exclusive nice club where we have a laugh where we take the mickey out, out of each other, but we're not horrible. Everyone's kind.
0: Yeah. You mentioned um, you've done a bit for Northwest tonight. How did you get into into that as well?
1: uh well the telly bit was i started doing telly when i was the blackburn rovers commentator for radio lancashire when radio lancashire said do you want to do uh the afternoon show i said yeah i'd love to so you have to stop doing rovers I went, okay fine so uh there was they used to have a thing called blackburn rovers tv so i did some presenting for that so that was my tv uh experience and i did that for about two or three or four seasons so they had their own in-house TV station, uh, which was beamed round the ground, but also the recorded stuff for uh, Scandinavia, I think, but, you know, for Sweden and, and, and Denmark or whatever. So I did that for them, and then when I moved to Radio Leeds, they were looking for someone to do the Saturday tea time news and sport bulletin on BBC Block North, which is the Northwest Tonight over there. And they just said, listen, we're, uh, they, sent, they sent an email out saying, we're, we're looking for someone to present uh, on a Saturday. If you fancy it, have a go. And they did some uh, uh, rehearsals and they, uh, they picked me. So I did that on a Saturday. And then when I came over to Radio Lancashire, I just said, listen, I'm doing TV over there. Uh, I'd love, obviously, I'd love, want to come back into the breakfast show, but you could throw in a bit of telly. That'll be nice. So uh, I did a bit of that, and they're a, a great team. It's very different, yeah, than uh, radio. Uh, and the process of telly is very different. I talk about it. There's nothing natural about telly. But the whole the whole process of it is is really different. But we're, we're like when I'm on air in the morning, <laughs> I'm in control of everything. If things go wrong, I can get myself out of it it also means that i've probably made a mistake as well but in telly particularly when i'm uh presented and i'm sat there in a the studio you're in so many other people's hands uh, and there's a lot of more people involved in the process of making telly the way technology is going on that is getting smaller and smaller but but with radio it's more intimate uh, so it's it's, it's different uh, and but you know they, they, they both have you know different their uh, pluses and minuses
0: yeah i must admit when like years and years ago when they were saying how uh bbc breakfast and things were coming up north and in media city it got me really excited for all those opportunities opportunities that are now up in the north that were all london centric so i think times are changing as well in terms of the importance of local things but also things being away from just london
1: Oh yeah, I remember when the BBC announced they were going to bring BBC Breakfast up. It was, well, was that's just something that happened though. It was at the front door. Uh, I, I remember everyone said, "Oh, it's it's going to it's going to be a disaster." BBC Breakfast. Why are they moving to Salford? will not get any guests up there. It's going to be an absolute disaster. Well, in terms of audience figures, they went up. Oh. You know, um, it's you know they've got a great team there when. Guests used to come in. Obviously, that's not happening now. Yeah. Of course, the people would travel to Salford because it's the country's number one uh, TV breakfast show, uh, and it, it goes to prove that not everything needs to come out of, of, of London. Uh, Channel Four have done a big thing in Leeds. You know that, that they, they're having their uh, HQ there. You know, not not you know there is there is a lot more to the UK than uh, London, as, as Salford and Leeds are proven it.
0: Yeah. Um. So I wanted to ask, when the red light comes on and you're on air or you're about to be on air, was there a moment where you were sat in the seat and you thought, "I've made it. I'm presenting the show, or I'm, I'm now a local legend of Lancashire." I'm- oh
1: well, what's oh, <laughs> that? Uh, uh, I always tell that this story sounds cocky, but uh, I remember my very first show for Radio Cumbria. When I was 18 and I was going down to do the Saturday sports show, I remember walking into the studio. So this was my first, I'd done the odd little bit for uh, the Bay, but nothing live. And it was just before the start of the football season. So it was like a Saturday afternoon of sport and music. And in those days you could pick your own music. And I went down with a a box full of uh, CDs in in those days. Now it's all, you know, uh, online and stuff. I remember, I remember, again, I can remember where I was vividly. I was walking into the studio and thinking to myself, right, I can do this. And it wasn't a sense of kind of being cocky. It was a sense of kind of, right, uh, I've always wanted to do this. Come on, Graham, you can. And I, 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 I just remember, I, and I, was, I shocked myself that I wasn't nervous. It yeah. was kind of so, right. okay. And uh, the, I don't remember much about my first show, but it must have been it must have been all right because uh, they kept me on for the next week. Uh, anything at Radio Lancashire, I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just nice the way that that right now the last twelve months I've I've never had as much interaction with the audience from people who want information about the pandemic from. People who who just want to have a laugh and, and share deaf things. I'm, I get emails all the time, all the time, um, and it's nice that people feel that they can share things with me because it, it needs to be. It we, we you need to have that relationship. Do the type of radio that I do with your audience, and it is it is nice that that, that people <laughs> feel feel like they know you and can uh, share their stories.
0: Yeah, like when you were saying about not being nervous on her I've been on in a few times on um Northwest Tonight and actually on Radio Lancashire um about the campaigning I was doing for the cystic fibrosis drugs and I wasn't nervous at all like I just felt like I was chatting to that person yeah well um, then I feel like I'm quite confident with my speaking so I feel like you've ever kind of got that on you can work towards that yeah if you got any favorite memories or guests
1: or stories you've sort of done throughout your career that... Oh, uh, when I was at Radio Leeds, we interviewed David Hasselhoff. You know what David Hasselhoff is, yeah. don't you? The hop. the hop And I think he was, that, that time in his life, he was going through a bit of a rough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had him quite early in the morning, so... Uh, he was in a good place. And uh, he came in and was just so nice, just so nice. We did kind of like a uh, Baywatch thing, Uh, uh, a Baywatch uh, sketch with him. And uh, that was a laugh. Uh, What else, what else, what else? We've done loads of children in need things over the years. Loads of really silly children in need, uh, kind of challenges. I've ridden a bike from Paris to Blackpool. I've dragged a bed. I've we we yeah just really da- daft things, really really silly stupid things. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm very very lucky. <laughs>
0: Is there a lot of sort of planning in terms of what you say? Is it a lot of the time scripted, or do you sort of just a all- lot of. All, all, all,
1: yeah all the news stuff is scripted all the news stuff has a as a brief cue and a brief so of the live let me get about the live guests I, I interviewed this morning we had jeff driver on the leader of the uh, county council because last night lancashire county council set their budget and council tax is going up so i had a very brief cue about it and also to the fact that jeff is standing down so he's not going to be leader uh, so it was a, a brief cue and then underneath there's a few suggested questions mm-hmm. but i always uh, Chuck, chuck my own in as well. And then underneath the queue, and my production team are really good because they don't put too much info in because they know I just wouldn't read it. But uh, they put some uh, bullet points in. And they also said, right, this is what Jess will talk about. Here's what we think he's gonna say. Here's what we think the answers are gonna be. Maybe steer clear of that, maybe push him on that. Uh, so yeah, so those, those items, uh, the, the newsier bit of the show which is from 7 to 8.30 in the morning uh, there's like uh, cues and, 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 and intros about that, the rest is just made up, the rest is just off the top of my head and the best thing about Radio Lancashire is the listener is is, is, is the stuff the listener just comes on and say will say something, I'll just take it in a completely different direction, a completely crazy you know, the, the best one of those uh, and I should have brought it up when talking about one of the things that I am quite proud of is we had a listener who called in lovely couple, Roy and Brenda from uh, Not End they were being held hostage by a seagull in Not End and so this lovely man rang up and thankfully the call taker Shelley didn't, didn't go, okay, right, we're off, bye-bye. And didn't put the phone down thinking this man's crackers. Uh, said to Liam, my producer, listen, there's a guy on the phone who says he's, he's being held hostage by a, 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 a seagull. He can't leave his house. He's got to take his wife to the doctor's. Every time he leaves the house, he gets attacked by the seagull. So we talked to Roy, we got him on a he got quite upset. And the fact is, seagulls with their babies are very protective. And in Not End, near Fleetwood, there's a lot of seagulls, as you would expect. So this seagull had, land, had landed on the porch above Roy's house, laid its eggs, and every time Roy left his front door, the seagull would attack him. So he couldn't take his wife to the doctor's. Uh, so we came along, me and a guy called Mike Stevens, got a big uh, gazebo, put it outside the house, got seagull experts involved. This guy had tried everybody, and everyone laughed at him and we made a bit of a thing about it we were in every national paper we won every national newspaper we won awards for our roy siegel hostage story and and it's it's funny on the face of it but also lovely that someone felt like they could rose because they had nowhere else to to turn to so that's just an example of when you do something uh, where when you end up doing something because the listener just rings up and takes you in a completely different direction. That is one of the best things about my job.
0: Yeah, and with radio, it's so sort of fast-paced and things can change. It's quicker, yeah. It's
1: quicker than TV, would you say? A lot quicker, yeah. A, a, a lot quicker because, you know, from, from that phone call, we're, we're off. You know, uh, after the show, me and my, my colleague just got in the car and drove to uh, his, his house and with our, you know, and now, obviously... The, with social media, with a bit of filming, which we do as well, but you don't have to have a big telecamera and it's all the faff of, of different angles. First and foremost for me, it's what does it sound like on the radio? And if we can get a good, good bit of social media out of it, then, you know, that's, that's brilliant because the social media then will point people in the direction of The Breakfast
0: Show. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm interested to know a presenter or broadcaster that you maybe find inspiring as a broadcast journalist myself, I find Mm. Dan Walker um, and you, like, really inspiring because you're really authentic. And your personality, I feel, shines through. And I feel like Dan's on The Breakfast Show shines through. Yeah. So who would you say is your sort of inspiration?
1: They say you should never meet your heroes. But I had the pleasure of meeting Terry Wogan twice. Wow. And for a presenter to me he was just so lovely because you always say never meet your heroes cause they'll disappoint you. You'll find out they're just, you know, they're just like everyone else. He was the nicest, most generous man with his time and just a brilliant broadcaster. Uh, just his, his show on radio too, his breakfast show on radio too was basically him every morning reading out letters that people sent him. That, that was it. That was it. And he created that club. He created that, that club that you wanted to be part of. And he was just relaxed. His tone was lovely. He would take the mickey, but it was never cruel. It was, uh, it was cheeky. He would say some quite outrageous things, but always with an air of, well, I don't know what I'm saying. This it just It was just such a lovely voice didn't take himself too seriously whatsoever realized the whole business of being on the radio is a bit ridiculous sometimes just and just such a lovely man. And the listeners loved him, just loved him. And he, you know, his radio two breakfast show was listened to by millions. It was the most listened to breakfast show by a mile. And he was just a lovely, lovely man. And when I was at radio Leeds, I had the pleasure of meeting him first time because he was doing his breakfast show and, uh, you you just thought a big national breakfast show they really a, like a cast of thousands working in them it was just him and his producer that was it and uh, he came into my studio afterwards and we did an interview and he was he he was so lovely just so so lovely and that his personality his warmth the genuine love he had for his audience came across and uh I'm not saying I'm, I try to be like Terry Wogan because you've got to be yourself. You've got to be your uh, authentic self. And no one can be like him because he was just a one-off. He was fantastic. Other broadcasters I like, uh, Simon Mayo, yeah, when he was on Five Live, really, really, really good. Uh, Eddie Mayer, who did PM, who's now on LBC, he's really good. Eddie May interviewing people on LBC, is fantastic. He's clever. He's really clever. The way he... Into, if you don't know your topic, if you're an MP, Eddie May is brilliant, and the way he uh, forensically asks questions, he's he's really, really, really good as well.
0: Yeah. In terms of the interviewing, how um, have you ever sort of interviewed people who aren't local, sort of more national? Does yeah take you international, or is it mainly just local?
1: No, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's mostly local, but uh, because BBC Local Radio caters for a certain demographic, and it's mostly people who are over 55,
0: mm-hmm.
1: recording artists, people who have new TV shows out, will want to come on the radio and plug it. Yeah. So the other day I had uh, Gabrielle, the singer, on, plug in her new uh, album, uh, and she was lovely, she's really good. But what happens is that they will usually do loads of interviews. So you're, you're, she'll do us, Radio Lincolnshire, Solent, Humberside, Merseyside. So it, it all depends where you are in that running order. If you're midway through, you're all right because they've warmed up, but they're not too tired. Uh, so we do a few of those and you, you try and make those your own. So you, you, you have obviously local stuff with a, a spattering of... of, of uh, You know kind of stars you've got tv shows out or albums
0: yeah and when you were saying sort of the age um of bbc radio lancashire listeners are sort of 55 plus yeah would you are you sort of trying to make demographic younger or is are you sort of sticking with that in terms of listeners um because
1: I, I don't know. I like it. I, yeah. I, when you said that, I, I was like, I'm not 55. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, well the, the, the thing about Radio Lancashire is, is that if you care where you live and you want to know what's going on, yeah, if you look at the, the breakdown of our audience figures, that yeah, our audience is usually 55 and over. So when I pitch stuff on air, I'm probably pitching it for a, a 55-year-old. But we have... A lot younger listeners to our breakfast show because I think we do have quite a younger sound, but not not too cool for school. Yeah. Uh, because if you try and do that, you, you, what's the point? They're not going to be listening to the uh, breakfast show. So yeah, yeah, we, we don't just cater for that. But at the back of my mind, I, I, I'm aware that that that's our that's our kind of average listener. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy to take listeners from you know, any age, really.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I've always wanted to know when you're producing sort of the programme running order, do you choose as the presenter the music or is there a specific person or producer that will choose the songs?
1: It's all selected. No, it's all selected. uh, Gone are the days on any radio station now where the presenter picks their own music. Well, no, I'm sure on some smaller community stations and there are some very good... Community stations in Lancashire, but everything is picked by the computer. And so in uh, in BBC local radio as well. So this morning I went into the breakfast show and I've got all the music uh, selected and I've got to play in that order as well. I've occasionally I'm known to pop a song in that I like myself as well. Uh, but it, it, you know I'll, I'll stick a song in, but it w- it will I'd like to think will always be in keeping with the sound of the radio station. Will never be a song that will stick out like a sore thumb because you don't want to do that. You want, you know, just like if you're doing an interview, which is too long and boring, people may switch off. If you play a song, which isn't in keeping with a radio station, someone may think, oh, I'm not going to have this uh, and uh, tune away. And that's the last thing that you want to do. But yeah, most, most radio stations, if not all the music is uh, selected for them. So that is one thing that I don't have the power over.
0: So it, as when you select the computer, does it, is that just sort of random? Well, no,
1: there's a uh, there's some computer program. It was called Selector. It's got that was a hundred years ago. I don't know what it's called now. Mm -hmm. But there is someone who centrally picks the music, and then the computer spews it out. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice selection of different genres of of male and female, of different decades of fast and slow songs, and then someone I think physically looks at it and goes, right, I'll move that there. You want it to fly. You don't want, you know, something that will uh, stick out. Uh, and then, t- and then in the morning, it's just there. I'll just log in, and all my, all my uh, files are there with all the jingles for, for travel. It's 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 all uh, one big log. So it, it it in terms of driving the desk, like what I do in the morning, it is easier actually.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yes. Yeah, so so yeah. Uh, it's it's all it's all done for me. And you
0: mentioned sort of. If we'd like go to COVID times, you mentioned how you presented a few of the shows from your from your house. Yeah, how how does it work in terms of if it's not done in the studio? Was it more difficult, or did you have the? Same it, time? It's
1: always more difficult because then someone else if you, someone else has to drive the desk back at base. Right. Even though I'm not in the studio, someone has to physically be in the studio and press all the uh, buttons. Uh, But, uh, in fact, we had one COVID episode at Radio Lancashire where we had to have a deep clean. So I ended up presenting the breakfast show from my back bedroom. But all the technical side was done from Radio Cumbria in Carlisle. Now, we never said that on air. So uh, I came on air uh, air at six o'clock doing the breakfast show on Radio Lancashire from my back bedroom. But technically, no one was allowed in the studio area in Blackburn because uh, you had to have a deep clean. So uh, as, as it was being deep cleaned, I was in them in my back bedroom and all the buttons were being pressed in Carlisle. Clever. But thankfully, thankfully no one knew.
0: It's clever, just the technology.
1: Yeah, it is. yeah. Oh, it is, it is really clever. Oh, and actually I, I did the afternoon show from here as well. I, again, we had a bit of a COVID deep clean thing <laughs> uh, in the afternoon. Uh, because at work, the the the, the protocols for the, for, the, for the people who are in work, a there's hardly anyone in. Mm-hmm. B, we're social distancing like you wouldn't believe. Alcohol wipes everywhere. It's crazy. We're all wearing masks walking around. It's really really safe. Yeah. But someone who had been in a studio had gone home and had symptoms later. So to make sure it's all safe, no one in that studio, all cleaned or whatever. And I ended up, so that took our afternoon show off air. So I'd just taken the dog for a walk, got home. Someone got a call going, can you fire up, we, 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 the, the name of my back, back bedroom radio station, they call it work, radio, uh, pen with them. Someone went, can you fire up radio, Penwitham with them and, and do the afternoon show? And on that occasion, I was doing the afternoon show on Radio Lancashire. And I think I was being controlled from Manchester. But anyway, it works in the end.
0: Yeah, has the
1: technology greatly come on since you started your career? Oh, good. yeah, massive. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's 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 uh, yeah. Because well, we're doing this over my uh, mobile phone now. I could do, I could do a radio show. In fact, I have done radio shows over a mobile, which is which is just crazy. If you did a, if you have to do an outside broadcast, yeah, you used to have a big truck with a mascot, a, a, a big mast on. Now, you can do it on the phone. You don't need tons of uh, gear to do uh cyber opst. Yeah, it's, it's
0: so clever. I
1: think it's just... Yeah, it is. It is, it is crazy. And I'd, all, all my recordings, if I'll do a recording, I'll do it on my phone and you can pick it straight back and it goes straight into the system so someone uh, edits it. It's, it. When I started, you, you had a big uh, ewer, which was used to be a really heavy reel-to-reel tape recorder they were just on the way out uh but when you went and interviewed someone you had a big reel-to-reel tape recorder on your shoulder and you'd come back and you'd, you'd literally edit with tape with a razor blade and sticky tape and stick it together that was i'm not that old but that that was that was just on the way out that was just on the way out when i was uh <laughs> when i was uh, starting out yeah i mean i wonder where it'll
0: be and 10, 15 years. Yeah. Hopefully when I'm mm. working in some part, it'll be yeah. good to see. Finally, um, for aspiring journalists, I know that a few people on my course listen to this and other people. Um, Have you any sort of advice or tips for us starting out on our journey in this industry?
1: Get as much experience as you can. Obviously during COVID times it's hard, But when we can get into places, Mm -hmm. you clearly have listened to the radio and you know the stuff that goes on. But we get a lot of people when they did used to come in on work experience who had no idea about the radio station, who had never listened, have no idea what's going on. So if you are going to go somewhere, at least listen for a few days uh, beforehand and have an idea Mm -hmm. what's happening. Um, And do more stuff like what you're doing, you know, do podcasts, get work on uh, community stations, you know, in, in Lancashire, uh, the commercial radio stations, mostly, well, well, there isn't a commercial radio station actually broadcasting from Lancashire because Red Rose, which is rock FM comes from Manchester now. So all the, the radio wave in Blackpool, brilliant commercial radio station that's gone. The Bay in Lancaster has gone, 2BR in Burnley has gone, yeah. but there are uh, some great commercial stations, uh, great uh, community stations, sorry. Yeah. So trying, you know, do some stuff there, try and do shows there, because they're all uh, uh, voluntary based and they're crying out for, for people to do stuff with uh, ideas as well. So get as much experience on the about as possible. Talk about what you know as well. If you're passionate about something, then that comes uh, across. Listen to a load, Listen to loads of radio as well. I, I, if you want to get into radio, if you want to get into telly, you know, really, really look at things that you like and think, yeah, I really like them. Take bits from them, but be yourself. You know, find your own voice, and uh, it should be all right.
0: Thank you very
1: much for coming on today. I really enjoyed that. No, thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow so you can keep up to date with when each new episode is out.